Yo, what's going on? We here. We made it. We've made it. We've made it. We've made it. Another episode of the one and only Unselfish Behavior Podcast. We here. And we have a very, 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 very special guest in the building. Been knowing her for quite some time. We're talking about going on two years at this point. The one and only, the one and only Murph in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. We here. She here. She here. What up, Murph? How you feeling? For the people that don't know you, know what you do, know what you stand for. Just let them know who you are, a little bit about yourself. About myself. Yes, indeed. Um, I served 12 years in the military. Okay. Uh, got out 2015. In the process of getting out, I had started my own brand. Mm-hmm. Back then, in 2011, called Prodigy Life, which was a street brand. Gotcha. Uh, that most people don't know about unless they really was following me back then. Right. And then um, in 2016, I started Alani Taylor after yep. my daughter was born, who is Alani Taylor, that a lot of people confuse me with. Uh, but we'll get into that mm-hmm. a little yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm just a chill person from New York, man, and. Yeah, what part I of New York are you from? Life. I'm from the Bronx. Come on, the book it down, Bronx. The Bronx. In the building. Look, man, look. <laughs> I went to New York this past summer in August, right? For the first time, that is, too. And one of, uh, aside of Brooklyn, you know, because Brooklyn is Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? You're, you know, you're doing all that <laughs> shit. I was loving it, right? So, but I went to the Bronx and 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 just the culture felt different right yeah. i went to a, I went to a, actually a, a hip-hop cypher in the bronx okay, right dope. and i walked in they was already ciphering doing their thing i'm not sure if you know the spot called the bronx native no nah, yeah man so, i go to i go home like once or twice a year so okay got you got yeah, you everything new yeah i walked into that spot shout out to the bronx native you know what i'm saying walked up in there and i just felt immediately a different feel okay right in the bronx so that's new hey that's a testament to like character though right i guess they take their boroughs serious down there in new we york we do we do for real man the bronx is the shitty down bronx to me can we curse on this hell yeah you okay can curse on here. okay it's the shitty yeah. down bronx so that energy that you felt is right. new because I don't feel that shit. For real? <laughs> Look, I fell nah, in love man. with it. I don't know if it's because I was from LA and it was probably, different. That's probably, probably. what it was. Huh? Yeah, First like you probably felt some. Because we, we, we're fast paced people, you yeah, know? We yeah. grinders. Like, I literally feel like we were born to be street hustlers gotcha. all day long. Gotcha. So, if you have that mentality being from another place and you get there, you kind of feel like you at home got you so if you're not if you like a la la type of person that's gonna right. be exciting to you gotcha. but for you you're a street guy you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, like you're yeah. a hustler so you probably yeah. just like if i could do this yeah, shit every hell day. yeah i want to so, move down there my yeah first few I, days that i get that feeling but other than that nah man i'm gotcha. in and out i go see my family that's it love so it, love it love yeah. it well obviously you mentioned you know alani taylor your yes. daughter Right. Fashion designer and just all around creative is just how I experience you. You wide range of just creativity to me. Right. When I, I right. When it. I experience you and it's not just a fashion thing, it's an energy thing. Like yeah. you are a vibe. Right. Talk to me a little bit about the inspiration behind your brand, Alani Taylor. Obviously, I know that your that's your daughter's name. Talk to me a little bit about what inspired you to even want to have your own fashion line and kind of how you started and, and the story behind that. Man, I started because I was in the military. Yeah, like, yeah. That ass. That's, a, that's I was, a hell of a transition, too. <laughs> I know. Right. And that's what people want me to run with. Like, you, you're in the military or you're from the military and you're fashion designer now. But when I was in, I was at Fort Bragg. I mean, Fort Hood yep. uh, was my last duty station. Gotcha. And in Fort Hood, it's in Colleen, Texas, which is small as hell. Mm. And they have one mall. Mm-hmm. I went in a mall one day. I don't know if you remember Jimmy Jazz. 
the uh-uh. store? No, damn, nope. you from L.A. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Jimmy Jazz, they they put a Jimmy Jazz in the mall. Okay. And when I tell you, everybody in Colleen <laughs> wore everything off the mannequin. Come on. So I went out when I was like younger. I was going to clubs and stuff, and I went out one day and I dead ass seen a guy with the whole mannequin on, and I was like, I can't do this shit, man. Come on. I can't. And then, um, my at the time it was my fiance. Uh, she bought me a sewing machine. I don't know if it was for like Christmas or our anniversary or whatever. And every day I would leave from work, I would come home on the weekend and mm, teach myself how to sew. sewing machine. Yeah. Gotcha. So every weekend I taught myself how to sew and I would start with like just ripping t-shirts apart and putting pockets mm. and sleeves and stuff. Gotcha. And I started making like snapback hats when snapbacks started coming out. Gotcha. Um, changing the brim and all that. And people was catching on to it mm. and wanting to buy it. So mm. me being from... New York. I'm right, like, right. shit, yeah, we're I slanging, can make exactly. money. We're slanging these motherfuckers straight up. <laughs> I'm like, so that alone, I was just like, because I had deployed and I was still sewing deployment. I was making like the soldier's sweatsuits that wasn't in the wow, PX stores and shit. Exclusives. So I was making money like I didn't know I could make, making clothes. So mm-hmm. at that time, I wasn't in love with fashion at all. Like right. I just was doing it as a hustle. Mm-hmm. And Fast forward, I don't know if I was just playing around because I did fashion shows and all that. I, I don't know if I was playing around with it at that time because mm-hmm. it was just um, for me to survive. I was like an E4 in the military at the time. Okay. And then fast forward, 2016, me and my wife at the time had our daughter. Gotcha. We named her Lonnie Taylor Murphy. Awesome. Beautiful. Um, and it was just taking our initials and giving her mm-hmm. a name with our first initials. Um, and then I was just like, man, like that's catchy. Like it's It's elegant. It's powerful. That's right. right. So that's where I feel like God kind of transitioned me into going away from streetwear to high fashion. There we go. Um, cause I hated making women's clothing and I know hate is a strong word, but I hated it. Like I'm, I'm a male designer. Like I've designed for men's bodies and I was forced into making females clothes. So I went to school to the art Institute because I was like, nothing that I do, I want to be mediocre. That's right. So I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it the right way. I taught myself how to sew, but I know I was missing a lot of the education that came with being a designer, a seamstress, a sewer, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I went and pursued my fashion degree and my bachelor's in fashion Love it. and got my bachelor's. And since then it's been gravy. Like, wow. I, I can't complain, man. How long I have can't. you been in it? How many years? Shit. 11 years 11 now. years. And at what point in your yeah. journey did you really start seeing that transition from, you know, obviously I'm doing this, I'm learning how to do it. I'm, you know, baby stepping my way. I'm seeing some progress, but you had a, you had a space now to where you connected with a lot of different communities, a lot of different people, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that the average person or the, the person that's kind of like starting off in the fashion industry may not have access to. At what point in your journey within these 11 years, did you really start to see a transition towards like, yo, I'm really in a room with so-and-so? After Beyonce. Mm. Like, after you did that red dress for her right yes, yeah, yeah, yeah i saw that i saw that me and Brittany. um how long ago was this i'm sorry uh this year this so this is this is and i and i emphasize this lion king came out I, heavy i emphasize this so heavy especially for the listeners because I, i'm so big on patience i'm super super big on patience so yeah. we're talking about we're talking about the creator of alani taylor not seeing that transition over to the next level on on this level where we at now right for over 10 years Right. Of putting Man. in work. And right? It's crazy. Talk about that. So 
I have my own brand called Alani Taylor. Yep. And then I have my business partner, my best friend, Brittany Duet. She created Deviant LaVie. Shout out, Brittany. Um, and we kind of started it together. Like, the way that we met was crazy. Um, just to give a fast story of that, we she wanted to leave L.A. and I wanted to come to L.A. Gotcha. And as she was packing up to leave here, I was packing to come here. Got you. Come on. And one of our friends, Krista, um, Krista Ace on Instagram, she reintroduced us. Me and Britt had met five years ago. Okay. Um, I styled one of her ex-girlfriends at the time when I was living in Texas. Love it. And then we met again, and I'm like, I know her already. Mm. So she kind of brought me into what her ideas was nobody could really bring her ideas to life right um she she showed me what she wanted to do i knew that i can do it but it was more so like she wanted to do latex lingerie and all Mm. that and it just wasn't my thing it wasn't my aesthetic so i handed it off to someone who was working for me because i still wanted to see brit succeed i just couldn't succeed with you at the time gotcha um and god was like nah that's not how this about Mm. to go and I just was like, all right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. We stayed together for over three months or so. Okay. Um, I got here July 4th, July, August 8th um, is when we started really heavy, heavy hitting it. Mm-hmm. By November, Thanksgiving, um, 2017, Thanksgiving, yep. we had launched Deviant. So from there, mind you, 2017, bro, I was already doing fashion for nine, yep. almost 10 years or so. Almost, yep. Um, and then, so 2017, we launched Deviant and I knew like what she had was powerful. Britt didn't see it at the time. Mm. I'm like, yo, you're doing something that ain't nobody ever seen. And I, I I feel like I spoke the success of what we have into existence for the both of us because Britt, she's so talented and so creative that she can create something amazing and just be like all right what else we gonna do gotcha. you know what i'm saying like so she's just, already yeah. on to the next yeah. thing yeah, and yeah. i'm still sitting here like amazed what the hell right so i was like yo this person this person this person is gonna rock the clothing a year later 17 months or 19 months my okay. bad 19 months later beyonce picks it up come on now tyra banks tiffany haddish Black China, all these other celebrities had already wore the clothing, the Deviant, because um, mm-hmm. it's ropes. Like, if people don't know, follow Deviant Levee. Gotcha. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, it's ropes made into garments. So it's mm. wearable art. Mm. So um, that alone was um, our ticket to success, I would say. it had, And this is crazy where you have to know yourself and know what God is doing and what the universe Speak is doing. My success had nothing to do with Alani Taylor. It had mm. to do with me believing more so in Brit and her art that got Alani Taylor noticed. So I always tell her, I'm like, yo, wow. you remember like Miami Heat when LeBron came before yep. that Wade was the superstar. That's right. When LeBron came, Wade had to, to say, listen. Seat. That's right. I want a championship, you know what I'm saying? And I got to step back right. and play my role mm. until I'm needed. Mm. That's how I looked at Alani Taylor and Deviant. Not that Alani Taylor wasn't doing well, because we were. I got you. But Deviant was on everybody. We was putting that shit on everybody. So I'm like, I got to be way in this. Yes, I'm, I have this brand and I'm doing it for my daughter. But this is also what's going to feed my kid. Mm-hmm. So... I took a step back from Alani Taylor at one point um, and then started heavily, heavily doing Deviant. And like I said, in 19 months after us launching Deviant, 
Brit, um, Beyonce picks it up for the Lion King video, legendary. Seen it. And what me and Brit both wanted in life, like what we felt like was us being successful, was designing for Beyonce. Wow. Brit, Brit just had that. Like it, she wanted to be a designer, always wanted to design for Beyonce. I have a prayer box gotcha. where I put my prayers inside my box Come and on, I Murph. sit it by my window. Um, and right before I moved to LA, I had like 15 prayers in my box that mm. I was sending out to the universe. By the time I got here, I had accomplished every single one of them. And one day I looked in it to say, like, where am I? You know what I'm saying? The last thing I needed to do was design for Beyonce. Like, it was in there, bro. (laughs) And I didn't even tell Brit until after. You know what I'm saying? B, you don't like me clapping, (laughs) but I got to do what I got to do. Yes, sir. After that, I told Brit, like, yo, you know, the prayer box that I have, like, this was the last thing that I needed to accomplish for me to say I've succeeded mm. on everything that I ever put my mind to on, and what I put in the universe. And then she was like, I always wanted to. So we designed for her and then we created this amazing company called the Zenith Experience, which was the first event that we had um, on August, October something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. That's messed up. Yeah. But. It came from Beyonce. Uh, from Beyonce, we got Cardi B. I saw that from too. From Cardi yep. B, we got Beyonce again, yep. which y'all will see it coming soon. Come on. Um, but yeah, man, that was how we like. Cause people think that being successful, you gotta be rich, you gotta That's be right. wealthy. Talk about my that. success comes from when I put goals out there to the universe and I accomplish every single one of them. Absolutely. So right now in my career, I feel well. I know I'm in my pinnacle mm-hmm. and. Well, you know, we have four pinnacles. I'm in my second pinnacle, but I've reached the highest point of my success. Mm. And now both of us are trying to figure out what the hell else is there out there for either one of us to accomplish, you know. Mm. So we're going backwards. Like we're picking up, we picked up Cash Doll, She Wore It. um, Just different people who now, once once you get Beyonce, bro. It's game over. It's It's game over. And it's crazy because me and Britt was like, nah, we're not celebrity designers at all. Like, we just design for celebrities. But when Beyonce. (laughs) Yeah, that's not. We was like, okay, listen, man. We're here. Where's my blue check? Straight up. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But no, so after that, we had to own it, you know, because. We are who we are. Words is powerful. That's right. And even talking to you a year ago, we we figured that out. Words are powerful, bro. That's right. And we were just like, this is the success that we want. Like, we have to start speaking that on ourselves. And now that's how people look like we're celebrity designers and, and, and I, not and I, own it. And I talk to people about that all the time. It takes a certain type of courage to even speak your life in, in yes. order to even attempt to speak your life into existence. Yeah. Because there's a certain level of crazy that comes with that. When you when you're telling yeah. your close friends and your family at this level, yo, one day I'm a I'm gonna be designing for Beyonce. Right. And I talk to my girl all the time, and I'm like, one day on this motherfucking podcast, I'm gonna be looking across from the same people that I admired so much, like right. Gary V, Eric Thomas, Inky Johnson, Ooh, Les Brown. E. Stop playing with me. Like he's gonna be in this room <laughs> right here, and I'm gonna be talking to him like, bro, I knew right. like, this was written. Right. This was written. I was speaking this. It's on a record. Like all of this is already written. Right. My only job is to stay committed to the process. Right. Absolutely. It's to stay committed through the ups and the downs. And a lot of people want the success and they always look at the trophy aspect of, of success. Mm-hmm. But they but in doing that, you bypass all of the work, all the hardship, all the sacrifice that comes with the actual process. 
in order to get there. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about your process. I want to know about your failures. I want to know about I want to know about your your sacrifices. I want to know about your the, the the times where you've been constantly rejected. I want to know about the moments when your family members have told you this ain't gonna work out. I want to know about those moments. Like I feel like the inspiration in hearing these stories and hearing you get to the Beyonce level, the inspiration in that lies in those aspects of the story. Talk to the people a little bit about that for you. One thing I can say and that I'm so blessed to have in my life is mm. people who believe in me. Come on. I have never in my life. And I think because they do since I was five, I would. And this is bad. <laughs> yeah. Since I was five, like I, I we lived in the in the projects with my mom. Yep. Like my mom was on drugs. My dad was locked mm -hmm. up from the time mm -hmm. I was like eight months mm -hmm. old. My uncles, uncles and aunts was on drugs. So me and my brothers, we had to get it for ourselves mm. most of the time. Yep. And I was still from the candy store mm. and I would go to the next corner and sell that shit Come on. to make money. Born so yeah. everybody around me knew I was a hustler. So mm. for people, no one could ever be like, you'll never make it. Mm. Everybody looked at me and was like, that's somebody who's going to make it. Absolutely. We're just waiting Facts. for when. So I can't say that I have a story like that, but I do have the story where sacrifice has definitely been a part of my life. Mm -hmm. um, like I've sacrificed my freedom i sacrificed my life i've sacrificed my family like i was that kid like growing up i was molested from mm. the time i was two years old to i was 16 wow. by multiple different men wow. so somebody like that like being in that environment every single day mm. of your life like you will fold mm. but i always knew that like there was something that god wanted me to do and he was not done with me yet at all, even still today. Um, so I learned to be resilient, you mm -hmm. know, like I learned to be that kid that I had to make my own way. I had to be the person to pat myself on the back. Right. I had to be that person to say, you're going to make it. Don't That's give right. up. Like even I think I was 11 years old. I tried to commit suicide wow. because I was going through I was being molested. Yeah, bro. Like, that's traumatic. And like even my when my family found out like it was, you know, and it's crazy in the African community, yeah. African-American community. Yep. That's the norm. Yep. Because it's a. Uh, like a um, family tree type of thing mm. where all the women are being molested. So to them, it's like, it's what the normal. fuck can we do? And they push and it aside. Exactly. My yeah. mom was molesting my aunts and all that. So I couldn't look to other people and be like, mm. I need help, you know? Right. So I learned to just be this person that at one time I had a cold heart. But moving forward, um, Becoming a designer is hard. It's a it's a hard place to be in. It's a hard community to be involved in. And even starting a business, period, like it's, you yeah, have difficult. to sacrifice some Major shit. Major sacrifice. And I sacrificed time. I sacrificed love. I sacrificed my kid at some points in time because after my daughter was born, I had tunnel vision that I never want her to be where I was or grow up the way that I did mm -hmm. with nothing. So I would forget that I even had a family because I was chasing success for her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to leave something behind that if I die today, my daughter's good. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't want people to be like, oh, how are we going to pay for this and that and that, which I had to do when my, my grandmother's died. I had to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And luckily I was in the military, but um, my greatest, biggest a loss and my biggest sacrifice was I lost I lost my wife mm. um and 
I, it, it was all me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was because I forgot about her. Mm-hmm. I was so deep into making sure that this brand went, was going to win so that my daughter was good. I put I, I named it after her. Mm-hmm. So I totally forgot about my wife mm-hmm. um, for almost a year. She was unhappy. I didn't care at the time, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, listen... I didn't move to LA to be to live paycheck to paycheck and I didn't move to LA to just sit on my ass. I came here to make a future for our kid and we were just on two different pages, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And she had to leave for me to grow, for me to understand mm-hmm. like I had to become mature enough to have balance in my life, yeah. to be able to have a family and run a business, that's but right. sometimes that's not always possible. Right. And I feel like you have to have a strong ass person behind you. Mm-hmm. And at the time, she had just lost her mom. She was adopted. She lost her mom, her her a real mom. So she was going through it. So she wasn't strong. So yeah. that on top of watching your spouse walk out the door every day and not pay attention to you was like, it was bad for her. And Facts. at that time, I, I can give two shits. And mm. I, I think about it every day because I don't have my daughter. I don't have my wife right. anymore. They She moved to Atlanta to live better mm. and be happy. You know what I'm saying? Right. And now I have to, half of the year, I have to watch my daughter grow up on FaceTime. You know, mm. By the time she got to me this month, my daughter can talk. She's potty trained, all that. She can walk crazy. She's in preschool. I missed all of it. Because they left when she was just turning two. Mm -hmm. So that's my biggest sacrifice that I've had as a designer. Like, that's the only one I give a shit about. Mm. Anything else, if someone was to say you're not going to make it, that doesn't faze me. But to know that I lost my family Mm. and I can't see myself, like, getting it back. Uh, that it's hard to deal with, man. Wow, it's so hard to deal. I just want to hear you keep talking, like yeah. I'm over here, like you know. I think this is gonna be the first podcast, BV, yeah. to with your boy over here crying. <laughs> but 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 hear what I'm saying. It's important for people to hear that side of it. Absolutely, I think because you know I, I relate to it heavy. When you knew me, I'm not sure if you knew that I was dealing with homelessness. Nah, that's why I was living with Dork. No, nah, I didn't. Right, so. You know, I was I was dealing with homelessness all of 2018 and half of 2017. That was intentional. That was on purpose. I was living in a two-bedroom oh. townhouse, my story, uh, and, and how I even got where I'm at today on my journey, right? And being able to travel, being able to impact and inspire people on, mo- on a multitude of different levels. Yeah. Um, it, it came from me going on another level of sacrifice that I didn't even know was possible for right. me. And that was me intentionally getting out of the getting outside of the things that I was most comfortable at. Right. And for me, living in that house by myself, being single, I lost my mind. I was completely Mm. outside of my purpose and the things that I loved to do. Yeah. Like I was clubbing every single weekend. I had just bought a brand new car. I was making good money every other week. Like I was straight, but I was comfortable. And I would come in that house every day and I would look at this big ass living room and upstairs, downstairs, my daughter finally got her own room. Like I always wanted my daughter to have her own room. She got a big ass room, balcony in her room, the whole nine. And I'm sitting in there every day feeling unfulfilled, feeling like something is missing. And what was missing was me feeling like I'm walking in my purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm not like I'm going to a nine to five job every day to get to get this money. Like I'm not utilizing my gift. I'm not utilizing what God placed me on this earth for. So the money don't mean nothing. house don't mean nothing my daughter having her own room don't mean nothing like none of this means nothing if i don't feel like i'm being used to for for what i was sent down here for and i think that's very important for people to understand every single person was sent down here to accomplish something Mm -hmm. and i was just telling my queen on the way here 
a, a lot of the times, if not all the time, I, I, I do feel a huge part of me feels like all of the all of the time. God will place a mission in your life and it's usually centered around making other people better. Right. Right. It's usually uh, along the lines of servicing other people. Right. So gifts are not meant to be honed. They're meant to be shared. Mm -hmm. So when he gives us the gift, we're meant to share it. That's why I always open my videos and I say, it's your man, man, King Q. I got something on my heart. And if I don't share it, I'm selfish. Right. So that's where that comes from. But I made that sacrifice and I'm talking about like timing couldn't be any worse and when I made that decision mm-hmm. to to quit my job and to leave that place, right. because my daughter, it was she was starting her first semester of her new school. Guess where the school was, Murph? Where? Across the street from my new spot where we living at. Wow. Like directly across the street. Wow. Open the door, I'm walk, I can walk my daughter to school across the street? Yeah. Like what? I can get my Like what? I could do that? So I sacrificed all of that in order to experience my gift on another level yeah and and that came with me having to experience uh, something i never even thought i would ever experience in my life which was being homeless and sleeping on people's couches and sleeping on people's floors and sleeping in cars and like i went through that whole process for a year and a half and what happened was is it birthed new characteristics about myself that i didn't have before i was homeless it 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 birthed a a new level of confidence inside of me to where i felt like i can accomplish literally anything I just got through all that shit. I just got through sleeping at people's houses with roaches the size of this motherfucking Dasani. <laughs> like, like I got through that shit for three right. months. Like right. these niggas is crawling on me literally while I'm sleeping. Shit. And all that I'm thinking about is this dream that I and these visions that I have in my head of me being in these stadiums and me holding seminars to where I literally see thousands and thousands of people in my head and oh. me performing abroad and traveling to different countries. And like I see this stuff in my head. So that was the driving force behind the sacrifice and so what you said is so relevant and and so relatable to me because i've experienced that as well Mm -hmm. and i think it's very important for people to understand uh manifestation in my opinion has five different steps can we talk about it can we talk about it it. can we talk about it can we talk about it so (laughs) I, i love this manifestation conversation because people got manifestation fucked up i'm gonna say that one more time people got manifestation fucked up you're looking at two people right here that did not only speak things into existence in their lives on not only on a business level but on a personal level right um but you don't speak something into existence by saying and affirming you want something and going home and eating a hot dog and watching tv like and a lot of people got it fucked up to where it's like i'm gonna speak it into existence manifestation is me speaking it into existence and then waiting for it to fall out the sky no Mm -hmm. sir no sir you got steps so the first step we here? We here? Yeah. She's smiling. <laughs> look, we here. I got Murph in the building. Look, look. <laughs> these are the steps for me and what's worked for me in my life, Murph. Manifestation. The first step to manifestation is the speaking aspect of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That is probably one of the most powerful steps to the law of manifestation and the law of attraction, mm-hmm. right? The second step is the visualization. If you can't see it, it will never manifest. Mm -hmm. You have to actually see it. It has to be real in your mind. You have to like hear the audience and hear the crowd and right. So right after that, you got speaking, you got visualization, and then you have the actual like you have to feel it. Yes, sir. It's a feeling. So frequencies are activated off of feelings, emotion. Mm -hmm. So while you're viewing it and while you're seeing it in your mind, 
it has to be like bringing an actual charge to you as though it's here already, mm -hmm. as though it's already present. It's not something that you're chasing or attaining. You can't manifest something by thinking it's going to happen in 10 years. You manifest something by knowing it's here now. Right. Come on now. We talking that right. shit. We talking that <laughs> talk. Right. So manifestation, we talking about speaking it into existence. We talking about now visualizing it into existence. We talking about feeling it into existence. Yeah. And now check this step out right here. Check out step number four, being it. That's one of the most hardest things to do, especially when the money ain't actually in your account. Mm -hmm. But now you have to be what it is that you know you already are. Mm -hmm. You got to live as though you already know that that's who you are. This right. is who I was called to be. This is the type of lifestyle I was called to live. So now I have to be that in certain situations. And what that is, is that translates to you knowing, not only knowing your value and your worth, but demanding it. Right. Not allowing people to pay you pennies for something that you know is worth billions. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, boom. And then the fifth step of the law of attraction and manifestation is the trusting aspect of it right so now you have the four you, you got the four steps in line but what ends up happening is you'll draw back on it when you see that the money ain't coming in right and you'll get discouraged and, and you'll stop trusting everything that you know is already written for you does that make sense yeah i want to talk to you a little bit about that i want to talk to you you mentioned speaking things into existence multiple times while you was talking and that caught my ears right up like caught my attention immediately talk to me a little bit about some testimonies that you have in your life where you've had instances to where you've either wrote something down aside of the beyonce thing we got that talk to me a little bit more uh, uh, in depth about certain situations and aspects in your life to where you've experienced the law of attraction in a way to where it like blew your mind like oh holy shit I was just talking about this. I actually wrote this down or oh, I actually, man. right? Talk to I, me about I those got a, I have a Facebook uh, video that I looked at like two days ago. Come on. And um, Lena Waite, uh, yep. she's a producer, I'm already actor. knowing. I'm introduced. I, I freaking love her. Um, she's amazing. But I was still in Texas at the time or maybe I was here. No, I was here in L.A. Yeah. And I have wrote I wrote down in my prayer box that I just wanted to design for a, a female celebrity yep. in L.A. And I was talking to oh, one of my friends, Krissa. Krissa was on an Instagram post with Lena. And I was like, dude, you lucky as hell. Mm. I'm jealous or whatever, whatever. And on that Instagram post, we were like, um, your time is coming pretty much is what Krista said. Mm -hmm. And I was, I went and I started talking to my friends and I'm like, bro, I'm going to design for her. Like, I'm going to design something. I don't know what it is or whatever. I'm going to design for her. Though. Literally, bro, like a week or so, maybe less, <laughs> I get an email from mm. Lena Waite's assistant mm. and I had just posted something on my Instagram and her assistant was like hey Lena saw this on your Instagram and she wants to buy it wow which was even crazier because wow. celebrities don't buy shit yeah you, you hit me <laughs> so up to purchase some shit she was gotcha. like she wants to buy this this and that so not only did that happen mm -hmm. the we scheduled for me to actually meet her in the same week wow now, I'm never thinking, like, how the hell can me and Lena be in the same room? Right, right, right. And, yes, it was in my head that I'm a design for her. I knew I would because I'm in L.A., you know. My shit is dope. Right, can't lie. Right, right. Um, That's fact. And so I got to go to her house, and I had to be cool, a cool New Yorker. Straight and up. Just <laughs> and I get to her crib, and I'm, like, calm as fuck. But inside. You going crazy. Oh like, God, yo, bro. I'm in here like this? Come on. I was literally, like, at her crib, and it was so crazy because she, you would never think she lived where she lived at the time. I don't know which, if she still lives in that place, but it was a regular spot. Literally, like, right downstairs from a Mexican restaurant. 
And but you when you when you go in the house, it's like wow. Yeah. But when you walk out, you're like wow again because yeah. the neighborhood. Right. And that's that's one thing that I respected about her because she never lost herself. Love it. Like she stayed true to who the hell she it was. It shows in her work too. Right. So yeah. I wanted to. I had even more respect for her. Yeah. And I was just like, man. So the day that I met her. I was like, I'm like, I'm bringing every fucking thing I got Come right on. now. So I show her all the pants that I had made, the ones that she liked. I show her tons of other ones. Wow. And I got on Facebook and I was like, the night before, I mean, the day I got the email, I just was on Facebook and I was like, yo, manifestation is fucking powerful. And I had like probably right like a whole 30 minute video with a testimony like, yeah, yo, yeah. this is what happened <laughs> or whatever. And that has happened yeah. multiple times. The whole Tiffany mm. Haddish thing. Um, when mm. I first moved here, I was like, I'm a design for you and we going to get rich. Come she on. came to my school, got measured and everything. And I didn't design for her for Alani Taylor, but she wore deviant. Mm. So again, you got to know, like, even though yeah. you don't have success for what you've been grinding for, when one door closes, others open, open and you never know. Come on. But also going back to what you said about um, the feeling of mm -hmm. manifesting, mm -hmm. which is step four. People don't understand what that shit mean either, mm -hmm. because the feeling is not just I. Yes, I vision. I wish it. I vision mm -hmm. it. I feel it. Then I got to trust it. No, that feeling stage mm -hmm. is when you got to actually be in the works. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you can't of just feel That's and right. be like, oh, man, I'm nope, a millionaire. Nope, 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 no, nope, nope. you got to be working be to yep. get That's to right. that millionaire status and that's i feel like for me and that's just me personally because everybody has their own um, opinions that feeling for me means me being in the trenches that's right and that's where i'm gonna get my feeling from mm. to work with the universe and Love work it. with god Love to it. say okay you did what you did 10 years in the making i've been in that feeling mm. and now they're like all right man we've been playing with you long enough come on here you go it's bro here you go you here can have go. it yeah, you know what i'm saying you did patient, a lot of work you know yeah. so that that that's another thing people need to understand like yes we got to speak and believe things you but you also got to put in the work bro you got to put in the work and with that work you got to trust it like that's you right. got to trust that this is going to get me where i need to go with the visions that i have and all that like you it, it's important. You have it's to. important because I wouldn't have never got Lena if I wasn't making clothes. That's right. You know? So if I'm trying to be one of the biggest designers out there, I got to keep designing. That's I got to right. keep. I let, Britt was leaving a, the crib today and she's like, what you doing? I'm like making pants. And she's like, for who? For nothing. For nothing. Like, I just got a vision I'm in my ready. head. I'm locked in. I don't know who's going to see these on Instagram and buy them. You That's know, right. I just got to keep on designing. Like, yeah. my goal is I want to get at least 10 NBA players this year the season started just started you know I, I i'm on three right now i need seven more and Come i on. gotta go get it love it um so that's my next goal for the rest of 2019 I is to hit them nba players because they ain't no, you ain't gonna get what i got come on you now. know what i'm saying you like hit them up so yeah it's exclusive yeah. i'm yeah. proud of you it, it's, a, it's a true it, testament to hard work i think i think people run from the work yeah. They run from the work. They People want it to be as easy as speaking it, seeing it, and feeling it. But no, you have to put the work in. You have to be. And, and guess what? Not just putting the work in, but you have to love with you, what you do enough yeah. to keep doing it even when the money is not coming in. Mm -hmm. Right? Like Bruh. that process is like, yo, <laughs> I'm doing this shit. I'm enjoying it. 
but my bank account is negative than the motherfucker Dude. right now. And I, but I believe in it so much mm-hmm. that I can never stop. Right. I can never stop. Right. And that's when you know you're walking in alignment with your yeah. purpose, right? I tell people all the time, if I wanted to make money, fashion wasn't it. Like, saying it. If yeah. I was doing this for money, I would have quit a long time Got ago. You. I've been broke so many times. Got you. I've been broke to where I cried because I couldn't like pay for my daughter's daycare by myself. Mm. I had to like call my best friend and be like, yo, I'm working. And she will always be there because she see how hard I work. So I've been there even still now. Like, yes, we have success, but some like we, the Zenith experience, we spent 12 G's on that. Me and Brit, you know what I'm saying? So we're not rich as hell. We just love what we do. That's right. You know what I'm saying? We just waiting for the money to catch up. It's not work. It's not work. We love what you do. Right. We, we love what we do. We're having fun. You know what I'm saying? We're getting the recognition that we deserve. Love and it. eventually that time where somebody be like, well, I, I feel like we have that time. We have multiple different offers um, for like department stores and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, that's in the works for both brands. Yep. You know, we have an investor. He's just waiting for us to give him a business plan. We, yep. And we want to take our time with that. So um, I feel like we put put in the work and still putting in the work every day you know what i'm saying so that we can get what we deserve absolutely for sure the the last thing before we close out i think it's important to touch on is how important is it to have people around you um that believe in you before the glow up if you will happens right so for example i got this brother right here be visuals that literally has been believing in me since he literally met me like I connected with my brother right here through a mutual teacher that we had, uh-huh. and not, well, I, I had him in ninth grade. I'm not sure how long he had him, but Mr. Edwards, and Mr. Edwards was a was another dude that like believed in me right when he heard me speak at 14 years old, and like put me in position to you know explore that. Dope. But this brother has not wavered. He has not changed. He has not switched up at yeah. all ever. He's been one of the most solid people in my life. Like that's dope. But but. I was just asking another night, like we was cutting up footage and I'm like working, what was that yesterday, two days ago? Two days ago. And we in a hotel, like just cutting up footage. He has a laptop, I got a laptop and we're working on cutting up footage. But I'm thinking in my head, like, yo, he don't have to be here. Right. Like this is 12 o'clock at night. Right. My man got a whole woman at the house. He got a, but he, he believes in the dream so much to where it's like, we sacrifice and sleep, bro. We, so I remember asking, bro, like, I remember telling him, like, bro, I appreciate you, my man. Like, I, bro, I really genuinely appreciate yeah. the fact that you are putting the work behind the belief. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that makes me want to go even harder. Because right. I'll be damned if I let you down. You've been investing in me, bro, 11 years now. Yeah. I'll be damned, bro. So it's like we believe in the vision. How important is it for you or for anybody that's pursuing a dream to have a team of people around them? My queen as well. Just like another person that's like solid through the trenches. Like, a yeah. nigga be going through I know, through she over there right? recording and right, shit. Right, right, right. All I got is my water bottle <laughs> in my seat. <laughs> but, like, you, you know how it is when you're going through it. And it's like, damn, I ain't got the bread right now. Like, yeah. damn, we can't go out this weekend. Dude. Damn, I can't do this. I can't. Like, I'm struggling to put gas in my car. And it's yeah. like, I, I still got you. Like, I, are you still solid with me? Like, Man. how important is that? How important is that? What That's that look some like? unique shit right yeah. there. Like, because... Yeah. This world that we in today, you don't have too many of those left. It's like going instinct. Is that the word? That's extinct. Absolutely. That's facts. 
of loyal people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like on some animal type shit. Like they're all dying. Yeah. And to find someone who believe in you probably sometimes more than you believe in yourself That's is real. rare. That's real. I have a good two people. That's real. Like dead ass. Like yeah. my best friend Alicia. It don't matter what's going on. Like, if I say, Alicia, I need a million dollars, bro, uh, I'm going to go crazy, she will try to find it. Like, yeah. she will try to find a way. And not even just money. You know what I'm saying? Like, this girl, at times, she just call me and be like, you're great. Like, keep Love pushing. It. You're you're a winner. Like, you're on the right don't track. Let no, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I have her. I have Britt. Um, I have Octavia. Uh, I have quite a few people, but... To say, like, long-term, she's been rocking with me. Mm -hmm. And how you said it makes you want to go harder. Alicia, outside of my daughter, is why I go so hard. Because I want, I literally want to just call her one day and be like, yo, here. Oh, I can't wait, huh? I can't, can't wait, wait to just yeah. be like, bro, like, this is yours, man. You've been rocking with me for Come this on. long. Mm. Um, and I just want to show you that every single time that you put money in my pocket or you just text me for no reason telling me how great I yeah. was, this is my payback to you. Right, and right. I know she only cares about, like, for me to never quit. That's all she wants yeah, from me. Yeah. But I want something yeah, better. Like, yeah. I want to be, I want her to know, like, right. damn, like, right. you know what I'm saying? So right. that person right there like i would give her my heart that's right for real that's like right. outside of her it's brit like she's always there like if i if i feel like shit or if i don't want to do anything she, like she'll she knows me now like she mm -hmm. knows me inside and out like yeah today she was like you good mm -hmm. and she was like i'm like i'm good and most of the time i don't tell her if i am or if i'm not right. i just facts, hold facts, my facts. own shit unless i, I need doing that too. a backbone yeah. you know mm -hmm. um but she'll be like yeah you seemed <laughs> aggravated yesterday Right. And and you seen aggravated today and yesterday and I was like, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm I was solid. aggravated as Aggravated shit. than a motherfucker. <laughs> Boiling up. No, I'm straight. I was I'm hot solid. yesterday, yeah. bro. But she just, that's how she is. She's yeah. like, yo, if I got it, you got it. Because I know if you got it, I got it, you That's know? Right. And to have people like that, and just my team in general, like I like I said, I have a good five people that yeah. I'm surrounded by that if I fall on my face, they gonna pick me up, That's which right. will never happen. But I know that I can have a weak point yeah. because I've had one in front of them. I suffer from depression. Yeah. So I literally, right before our event, I went into depression, like, and it just happens. Like mm -hmm. I can't control it. Mm -hmm. And I was down and I had these women around me that was like, you're going to be good. You're going to be good. You're going to be good. And they were able to take control when I couldn't. And I never had that shit before. Mm. Like, and it's sad to say not even in my marriage. Mm. I, 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 well, I don't know if I did. I never gave my wife a chance to show me if she could be my backbone or not mm. because I was just so strong headed. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, this is my job. But now um, I'm a little bit more vulnerable. I've learned lessons, you know, um, to know that it's not bad to ask people for help, mm -hmm. you know. So that's important, man, because yeah. we can't do this shit by ourselves. No matter how strong, no, no. no matter how powerful no, no. we think we are, you got to have a solid right. um, backbone behind you. Whether it's one person, two people, a hundred. And you have to know when to be willing to defer. You yeah. mentioned that earlier with your Still friend. Still working on it. <laughs> that's like, yeah, and it's like, I call it the Allen Iverson syndrome, man. right? Like basketball reference. Practice. Real quick. Yeah, that part. <laughs> Iverson was like, nigga, I don't give a fuck. I'm about to go out here and score 50. <laughs> nigga, I'm going to pass it to you if you open. But right. he never won a championship. 
Crazy. Because of that type of mindset. Yeah. I'm about to go out yeah. here and get mine. I'm the right. man. I'm going to do my shit. I'm going out here scoring 50 on. And he was unstoppable. You could not guard Allen Iverson. Right. Not an option. But he never won a championship. Facts. Right. Damn. So at some point, the greats have to be willing to defer. Michael Jordan Absolutely. is not Jordan without Pippen. You know what I'm saying? Without his shooters, without Phil mm -hmm. Jackson. You have to be willing to listen to somebody, learn from somebody, defer right. to somebody. So that's that's been a struggle for me. I'm not going to mm. lie. That's been one of my hugest struggles within the past three years to defer, to mm -hmm. say, you know what? I'm going to let you go ahead and take right. it right now. Like, And not only on a business level, but on a personal level, even today, that's still one of my biggest, biggest struggles yeah. because of the pride that comes with me feeling like I'm the man, like I'm the man, so I have to be able to provide it. But when somebody is saying, no, you don't have to do that, mm -hmm. I got it. Yeah. It's like, okay. That's the, she, you that's open hard. for the three. Yeah, go ahead, take that. Yeah. You know, hard. so I think um I think everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. Um we had a guest tonight that canceled mm. last minute. Mm. But you know, you gotta trust the process, Murph. <laughs> huh? You gotta trust the process, Murph. And 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 I'm so proud. I'm so grateful. Uh because I, I, I know a lot of really, really dope people. Yeah. And and I think it's gonna really be a, a true testament in having people come on here. Um, and, and share their stories and their testimonies. Yeah. Gonna inspire a lot of people, right? Um, but I'm just so grateful that I know dope ass people like you that wow, are really, really out you. here walking in purpose and, and looking for the impact and not so much the money. Right. I listen to guys like Gary Vee all the time, and these are obviously multimillionaires that's saying, it's not about the money, y'all. It's not Man. about the money. Right. Focus on the fulfillment. Focus on family. Focus on happiness. These mm -hmm. are people who got what a lot of people in today's age is chasing. They got it. Yeah. And they're like, trust me, it's not about that. Like that can't, that money can't change the fact that I have depression. Right. Money can't change the fact that, facts. you know, my relationship with the mother and my child. My, my, you know, so it just can't change certain things. So uh, I want to just make that a point of emphasis and like, yo, you know, whatever it is that people out there are doing, draw inspiration from this and just know, find the things that fulfill you the most, find the things that, that, that make you most happy and most at peace and just stay focused on that. Is that safe to say? Absolutely, man. All right. So after every episode or at the end of every episode of the Unselfish Behavior Podcast, that's right. If y'all tuned in, where the live at? If the live is tuned in, I know they can hear my loud ass. Um, <laughs> follow Unselfish Behavior Podcast. Um, that way you guys will be uh, in tune and up to date on when we drop this episode, which should be next week. Right, BV? We'll drop this next Sunday. Dope. We'll be dropping this episode right here next Sunday. If y'all want to stay in tune with that, uh, follow Unselfish Behavior Podcast. You can also follow your main man, King Q, at I am King Q underscore. Um, and you can just stay up to date with, with everything that's going on with the podcast. So um, at the end of every episode, Murph, we like to allow our guests to look at this camera right here. Leave our audience with what we call an unselfish message for the audience. What's your ending, closing message to everybody? What you want them to know? Damn, you should have told me now. so I could practice that before oh, no, I came. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> I want people to know that no matter what obstacles come your way, no matter who tell you that you'll never win, no matter who don't believe in you, um, we all have a purpose in this life, man. And for you guys to find your purpose and follow your purpose and make a difference in this world. Uh, I feel like once we all show love to each other, that this world will be a better place. And that's what I'm here for. Hey, and we out. Look, good. Murph, Murph, it was a pleasure. <laughs> Till next time, you know, we're going to stay in contact. We're going to keep working. You, you know what? So me, you already know. Anytime, yeah. anytime, yeah. anytime. So that's a wrap Yo. for this episode, man. Unselfish behavior. We out. Mm -hmm.